Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 109. We can't transmit because something else is already transmitting. Somewhere close, the signal's strong. Train, how would what kind even... of transmission is it? could be a cell phone, maybe a radio signal. Can we listen to it? Let me get the frequency first. Hold on. Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to discuss the final episode of Season 3 of Lost, titled... Through the Looking Glass. Absolutely. And uh, this is episode number 109, which uh, there are a lot of people online as we record this live in front of an internet internet audience over at TalkShoe.com. And they're all upset that this is not episode number 108 because it was supposed to be episode 108, but it wasn't because of the listener feedback special that I did. And so they're like, couldn't that have been like 107B? But it's uh, not oh, well, you, it's we're not going to argue about it. anyway, Stephanie. Let me let's just go ahead and get this thing started because this is already going to have to be broken into two episodes. We already know that, so let's get this stuff right down to business here. You're the one talking all the time. I okay. Anyway, <laughs> who is in the coffin? I really want to know. Seriously, do you know? Seriously, um, who, who, I know what the article in front of me says. Okay. Um, okay. Well, let's talk about the newspaper clipping. Okay. Uh, the clipping from the the the, the um, Jack was, tore out. The headline was "Man Found Dead in Downtown Loft." Go ahead and read what was in that article. Okay. Um, the body of John Lantham of New York was found shortly after 4 a.m. in the 4300 block of Grand Avenue. Um, Ted Warden, a doorman at the Tower Lofts complex, heard loud noises coming from the victim's loft. Concerned for tenant safety, he entered the loft and found the body hanging from a beam in the living room. According to Jamie Ortiz, Ortiz, a pol- uh, police spokesman, um, the inst- the incident. Um, I love that they use that word incident. The incident was deemed a suicide after medical test. Um, Lantham is survived by one teenage son. Memorial services will be held at the Hoffs Drawler Drawler. Okay. Funeral home tomorrow evening. Okay. And the source of this originally, um, as it was posted, was the fuselage, and, and Edith Baker uh, put it out there. Absolutely. But uh, it's also found at lostpedia.com. So just so folks are know, know that it's out there. But Edith, we want to say thank you to you for posting that into our forum for us to to look at because uh, there are some interesting things about the newspaper clipping though Mm -hmm. that I want to point out. First of all, the actual newspaper itself, the one that Jack had had been looking at, Mm -hmm. was from the April 5th, 2007 edition of the Los Angeles Times and this is confirmed by the May 24th article, by a May 24th article in the same newspaper. Uh, the clipping of the obituary announcement in the real LA Times page, uh, like the section where they actually really took it out of, was actually an article about a marijuana bust. Really? Yes. And so that's just a little trivia knowledge for okay. you guys out there. Uh, there are three things in this uh, art in this little obituary. One is the name Ted, then the, the reference tower. to the tower, and the beam, and a beam. 
Uh, they are all references to central central characters or places in Stephen King's The Dark Tower series of books and other books that allude to the Dark Tower, such, such as. as Hearts of Atlantis. Alrighty, so interesting stuff there. It is. But Stephanie, so Labor- who is John Lantham? Well, I I want to st- say that I believe after giving it uh, enough thought. And hearing the arguments of a lot of people argued many different people, I'm thinking it, the most logical person is is Michael, and that he changed his name. Him, him well, one it, teenage son, maybe. Teen, he's got a teenage son. Obviously, nobody wanted to come to the to the to the funeral because obviously, you know, who would mm-hmm. want to come to see Michael after he's gone and shot people. Um, and He's then, a traitor. And then, of course, the fact that it's held, you know, in an African American right. part of town with, you know, there, you can there's say it. What? It was in the hood. It was in the hood. I, okay, <laughs> but whatever. You looked like you were trying to. No, I was just, just your facial expressions looked like you were. I mean, I was it just, was. That's what I'm saying. It, it was in. It was in a bad part of town, mm-hmm. obviously. And so, um, anyway, okay, so that that would. I, I just think that that's yeah. very possible that it could have been Michael. So, um, a lot of people disagree with that. Um, I, matter of fact, one of the other things that I like is to think that it could be, could possibly have been Ben. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It, that would have been interesting as well. That'd be interesting to see. But I don't understand where they would come up with a teenage son. Right. So, uh, my, honestly, if I had to really, unless he's still claiming other people's children, we have th- we've we've had three years of lost. We've been introduced to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and there is absolutely no reason whatsoever that this person in the coffin has to be anybody that we even know yet. Right. So it's not, and I know that. Yeah, I mean that. That's kind of annoying, though. <laughs> I want. I want to know who it is. I don't know why. I want to know so bad. But well, the thing is, is I wonder if if we ever meet somebody named John Latham, if they'll tell us that's the really the person's name. Okay. Or, or maybe uh, Locke finds out that his real name is Latham, or Latham, or whatever. Or he changes it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, he changes okay. it because okay. he... Did, okay. So that's all I'm going for all there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got what... I, I see what you're saying. Okay. Then uh, the next thing I want to talk about in here is Jack being hooked on... What was it? Oxycodone. Oxycodone. And uh, there were a couple things that Jack said that has got a lot of people out there talking. Okay? A lot of people out there talking about Christian Shepherd actually still being alive. Right. Well, you've said that from the beginning. I did. And uh, but here here are the clips that are in question and I think that we'll go ahead and play this one first. I'm sorry, sir. There are no more refills left on this prescription. That's a mistake. I uh, I only refilled it twice. Could you check again? I did check it again, Dr. Shepherd, and that was the third refill, so there's nothing I can do. I've got another prescription right here. Hey, I know you. You're the hero. I'm not a hero. Yeah, yeah, we we saw it on TV. Hey, lady, what's wrong with you? Just give this guy whatever he needs. Do you know what he did? Here it is. Here. Oxycodone. 
Dr. Shepard, you can't write a prescription for yourself. That's not me. That's Dr. Christian Shepard. I'm Dr. Jack Shepard. He's my father. I'm going to have to call your father's office to confirm He's this. He's out of town right now. Well, I'm sure somebody in the office... Don't bother. Okay, so the argument that's out there against this being a, a reference to actually having Christian Shepard, Shepard alive is the fact that he is on a alcoholic binge slash drug addiction binge and he's just talking crazy. Okay, but this is a pharmacy that is obviously pretty near the hospital and I think that she understand well you know i think that she would know as a pharmacy representative that christian shepherd is alive or dead you know it, I, yeah well because because of the date in question if the newspaper clipping is from april 5th 2007 uh-huh then christian's been dead for 3 years that's right or two and a half and and so that would make sense um why he why he would say okay no even if it was a new attendant that didn't know mm-hmm. you know that would make sense why jack would say no okay so he's stolen some of his old some of his dad's you know old stash or whatever right but the next clip that you're going to play is the one that's really got me thinking you know maybe he could still be alive mrs arlen the woman you say woke up in recovery about two hours ago She was in some pain, but highly responsive to the reflex test and entirely lucid. That's great. But then she described the series of events that caused her accident. She says she was driving over the bridge when she saw a man standing on top of the railing, about to jump off. She was distracted and lost control of her car. She ran into the median rolled over and was hit by the van behind her. So the obvious question here, Jack, is how did you get to that flaming car so fast? What were you doing on that bridge? You know how many years I've worked at this hospital? You know anything about me do you have any idea what i've been through how much have you had to drink today jack (laughs) okay i'll tell you what you do this you get my father down here get him down here right now and if i'm drunker than he is you can fire me don't you look at me like that don't you pity me i'm trying to help you you can't help me Okay, you get my father down here right now. I mean, that to me is enough to say, okay, in conjunction with the other, that they're trying to tell us. But he is high. I mean, he's high on the oxycodone. He still is. He's he's obviously been drinking. It could just be. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But I'm still I, I'm still strong, and, and I've always believed from the very you beginning have. that Christian Shepherd is not dead. You have. There is no doubt in my mind that Christian Shepherd was alive prior to them boarding that plane uh, in in Australia. That that his father was not dead. 
So anyway, that that's my thing. But however, th- this is definitely got um, other implications in it. I mean, Jack ready to commit suicide, and he's on a binge of heavy drinking. And there has been some other instances where we learned that that he is very distraught and upset about the fact that he's left the island. We're going to hold that conversation until the end when we get into the Jack and Kate discussion and the big reveal. That won't be in this episode. It'll be in episode 110. Uh, But uh, that's going to be some good discussion because I I really want to talk about what happened there. Okay. So let's go ahead and talk about a different suicide attempt. Let's do. Okay. So John Locke was about to kill himself. And then all of a sudden, Walt appears to be standing over the grave and has a little word with him. And that word was not this clip. That clip. Don't, John. Put the gun down. Now get up, John. He shot me and I can't move my legs. You can move your legs. Now get out of the ditch, John. Why? Because you have work to do. Okay, was it Walt, Stephanie? To John it was. Okay, well, obviously to John it was, but was it really Walt? Was it Walt in human form? I don't think so. Okay. Do I think it was the Smokey? No. Okay. Do you think it was Walt, the real Walt, using his awesome abilities of bilocation? It could be. But but I think it really was just in John's mind. Okay. Because here we see, you know, teenage Walt. What What is he? I mean, he was like... Oh, I don't know. Is he like 13? I can't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, but I mean, if you look at him, he he is definitely a teenager. But John heard season one Walt, little boy voice. Okay. If you go back and listen, it really is that little boy voice that Mm -hmm. we knew Walt of having in the beginning. So, So, to me, it is John just... I don't know. Okay, so here here's my thoughts Locked on this. Locked out on pain. That's what it is. Right. Well, f- first of the thing, first thing is, is is my initial reaction is that this is not Walt. This is not the smoke monster because I don't believe I still right. do not believe that there's any sufficient evidence that the smoke monster appears as any human form. But I do believe it's the island conjuring up some kind of ability to make John think that he's seeing Walt. Okay. Now, the thing is, is that it, it gets me back to thinking, was Dripping Wet Walt really Walt? Or was that the island making other people see him? And I seem to think that there was this conversation with Mrs. Clue and Michael of saying, have you, have there any, been anything special mm-hmm. or anything out of the ordinary? Has he ever appeared out of, you know, in places he shouldn't have been? Right. Like, you know, you're on one part of the mm-hmm. earth and he's completely on the other and he's there. I mean, so that really indicated to me that there's this sense that Michael had this ability to biolocate. 
But even before Walt. Uh, dr- the the dripping wet Walt. <laughs> you said that Michael had the ability. To I'm sorry. It. I meant to say my or Ma- Walt. Uh, let's just call him Malt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, we have. Let's see here. Doesn't prove okay. Anyway, I, I got to try to avoid the chat room because okay. I, I get distracted. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, dripping wet Walt kind of spoke backwards and he did other things. And but I happen to believe that you know, and some people have started to talk in the forum. You know, maybe he's really gotten a good handle on his ability, and now he can do this without sweating profusely, and and maybe he's able to actually communicate with his words (laughs) forward. I don't think that's sweat. (laughs) I I just made that up. I know. (laughs) Okay. So, um, but the whole deal here is that there's there's this part of me that thinks, okay, um, that Walt, perhaps it really is Walt using his bilocation abilities. Okay. Okay. But not... He doesn't have control, but it is still the island using Walt to bilocate to there because Walt is is in captivity. Walt and Michael had been captured; they weren't let go. And yeah, I don't think con- they were let go either. And um, okay, go ahead with your thought, and I'll finish mine. Because I don't believe one thing that Ben has spoken. Right. Since we've met him. He seems to not want anybody to leave the island. He does not want anyone to leave. There's no way that he is going to let anyone leave. I agree with you. So. I would buy your. Um, I would buy you saying that the island is using Walt's bilocation to contact John more than Walt using his bilocation to contact John because it was a when he was when he was appearing to Shannon he was saying things that were more vague more well not vague but more. Um, effective to the whole group as opposed to when he spoke directly to John. Well, one of the things that I think that when he spoke to Shannon and was trying to to deliver a message, it was as if he was in captivity, which we know Mm -hmm. he was, and they, they were trying to force him to send a message. Push the button. Push the button. But yet there was something else trying to get him to say, no, the button is bad. bad. Right. So it was push the button. No, the button is bad. So Walt was even. I do. Okay. Because that's what he did. So anyway, um, so anyway, the the whole deal is that I really believe that Walt was struggling between maybe the good force of the island and the bad force, or uh, the dark side. (laughs) Force be with you, Walt. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Uh, But anyway, I don't know. Confused you are. The whole thing is 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 that I believe that maybe. It is Walt being used uh, in his abilities to go and deliver a message, and now he's completely under the control of the <laughs> island. And he's no longer able to fight it. Yeah. And now he's going to have John do his bidding. What are you laughing at? Myself. Nothing. Okay, gotcha. Go ahead. I was speaking Yoda. You weren't listening. I heard you speak Yoda. Okay. <laughs> Next up, we're going to... Uh, one of the first things I saw in the forum at gspn.tv slash forum okay. was a post titled, Funniest Lines of the Episode. And this, I believe, personally, ranks among them. If I told you that I'd help you with your SOS sign, would you change your mind? <laughs> no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I want you to say it again. Rose. Say it, Bernard. I am a dentist. I am not Rambo. And don't you forget it. 
I am not Rambo. Let's see what, uh, I think we have Josh on the line. And uh, Josh, you're now unmuted. Go ahead. Yeah, um, it, it's being said in the, uh, the chat right now, but the funniest line of the whole episode has to be, if you say live together, die alone to me, Jack, I'll punch you in the face. That was pretty yes, good. Yes, absolutely. That, that's the funniest line the whole, in the whole series. That was awesome. We yeah. talked about that. In fact, that was one of the uh, clips that I requested, but I didn't catch it. Uh, in in the the set of clips that was delivered to me, or it was in the middle of a really boring uh, chain of clips. So, anyway, but I totally I totally agree that that the uh, if if you say live together, die alone again, I'm gonna have to punch you. Yeah, uh, by far which that is, is definitely what, the best. Which is what Jack's. Um, that's one of the phrases that Jack's. Um, what are they called? Action figure. That's one of the that's one of the phrases that Jack's action figure. Says. says is that live, right live together dialogue very cool well it looks like uh, i just i just saw twitter post update from alaska brad and he says only 257 days until oh wall street oh my turns. gosh <laughs> we anyway. have some friends who let's say need a life <laughs> and we're right there with you i'm right. not counting down the days oh you will be anyway um, so in the initial reaction podcast maybe in about seven months I had shared some information about how I felt about that cheesy, super ultra cheesy music. It was not cheesy. I know that's what you said, but it is, and it was, and I don't like it. And okay, it's a just because opinion. you just speak, okay, a personal opinion, and you know what you were doing what? right now? You were doing the same thing that I yelled at people for doing. Like, just because my opinion is that it is not cheesy and it was good and fitting, does not mean that it's wrong. Don't kick me. Don't tell me my opinion's wrong. I didn't tell you your opinion was wrong. You did. Go back and listen. All right, if you say so. Anyway, um, but I did mention in that episode... There was some really good music. Okay, there was. But before we talk about the really good music, I just want to point out that I said that it, it just didn't fit for Lost because it, it's not like anything we've heard in Lost. And I Everything's wanna... changing. And I want... They have been advertising Wednesday... The night that everything changes, everything's going to change, even the music. Well, the problem is, is that I wanted. If you'll listen to me, it's not changing. They're it's actually the same music they played when the raft took off. So, so it's it's like it's original season one ish music. So, anyway, I just want to point out that I was wrong. That it is lost ish music. But I still don't like it. However, and I didn't get the whole clip of this music by itself, but I'm, and I'm not going to play this whole clip, but I just want you to hear the music in the background because this is totally awesome and this is what I loved all the way through most of the episode. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What did you do for a living before you became Moses? <laughs> I was a doctor. Right, of course you were. Okay, so did you hear it? Dun, 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 dun. The, the reason why I love that is because I used to play this game called Age of Empires 2. Actually, I played the original one, too. But um, but you're telling them, not me, right? Yes. Because I know that you've played that game. <laughs> I know you know. Once or twice. <laughs> exactly. Major land parties until 5 in the morning. It was great stuff. But anyway... For um, him. <laughs> it was. Not for the neglected wife. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, that's another podcast, Stephanie. Um, but anyway, that was funny. there was that was the kind of music. It had that exact theme that played uh, throughout that game. So I really enjoyed it. So yeah, that whole war battle thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's see here. 
Uh, Kate and Sawyer argue. Somebody just wrote in the thing that Minister Kane wrote in the chat room, who doesn't have a life, Cliff? <laughs> hey, I just agreed that I didn't have a life right there with the rest of y'all who's counting down. All right, Stephanie, what was your question? No, I was pointing out um, um, point number seven. Yeah. Kate and Sawyer argue. Something's wrong. Lots of things are wrong, Kate. Jin, Bernard, Saeed, they should have caught up to us by now. I want to go back to make sure they're all right. Of course you do. What's that supposed to mean? It means, Kate, there's always someone to go back for. What's the matter with you? Nothing. Nothing. I'm fine. Why don't you just tell me what happened? What'd you do that for? To wake you up. Ever since you got that tape from Locke, it's like you've been sleepwalking. You don't care about our friends, fine, but it's like you don't care about anything anymore. You don't care about me anymore, And since when did you start calling me Kate? Oh, wait. Wrong line. You know, they sent Juliet to check out, son. I think I'm pregnant. She was there to check and see if I'm pregnant, too. Well, let's hope you're not. Well, let's hope you're not, because I'm a stupid, horrible guy. Don't know what you ever saw me anyway. You should have lost. Listen to Cliff and Stephanie. I already wrote off one kid. I'll write off yours, too. <laughs> Although he did leave lots of money for that little kid. Still wrote it off. Josh, you're back on the line. What you got to add? Well, no, I mean, I, I think that scene is important because it, it shows that, you know, Sawyer obviously is still troubled by what happened with, with uh, Cooper. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think that when he says to her, oh, let's hope you're not, he's saying it mainly, I think, because if she's pregnant, that means she'll die. And he says it in that way because, you know, it's Sawyer, and he doesn't want her to think he cares about her at all. But I think he's really, well, you know, let's hope you're not pregnant because you'll be dead. Does he know about that? I, I think he does know about that, and I think everybody there knows about that because of the little powwow that they had. They shared information? I will. I must have missed that scene. Uh, yeah, you did. <laughs> But anyway, I, I totally agree that that is another perspective. Didn't I break a commandment? I think it does. I don't think a lot of the newer listeners to our podcast know about the commandments no, anymore. probably not. You'll have to go back to like episode number like five know, or seven something. or something of that of the Weekly Lost podcast. A hun- that's more than a hundred episodes ago, that's Stephanie. Crazy. Is that amazing? That's crazy. More than a hundred episodes ago. Wow, we're getting yep. old. You need a life. <laughs> Uh, I have a life. I was shopping until 10 minutes before this podcast started. Yeah, okay. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I agree that that is another way to view it. And that, that more is. power to you if you really believe that. But seriously, I just don't like Sawyer enough. Now, if this was a real life situation, obviously, you know, I could understand after the con man gets conned to kill somebody else's dad in real life. None of this stuff really happens in real life. But seriously, I, I do understand that that's a different way to look at it. But honestly, I think just I just think he's a creep. I, I just do. He, he is kind of mean, but I, I mean, I, I I understand why he's a creep, but I still think he's a creep. And I think mis- I, I think it was a huge mistake for Kate to sleep with him once, and the second time, and however many other times. And uh, I just and to honestly, I, I I just don't think he really wants her to be pregnant because. I think that that comment was like, well, let's just hope you're not, because obviously I'm pushing you away. 
that that's the way I took it. But I I, I do want to say, Josh, thank you for that, and uh, I, I, I I'm glad that you pointed it out because now maybe you will at least avoid having me get all those angry emails of all the other people who share your side of the opinion but didn't get to say it. But now that's out there. Anyway, I want to bring up the next clip. And I am calling this. Do you remember Jeff Foxworthy, Stephanie? Uh, Yeah. And there's this whole, he was talking about how a wife can do just about everything. She, you know. With no recognition. Yeah. And with, and, and, but if a guy does something. He, he wants. He needs to yeah, be able to be. A parade. Exactly. You know. And she's out there black topping the, the driveway. <laughs> and he opens up the door and he says, hey, honey, don't worry about the ashtray. I undone emptied it out for you. I did it, I did for, it for you, you sweet pie. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's you what... You need to work on your country accent. That's what I thought about when I heard this clip. Yes. You have to understand, everything I did, I did for the island. Sweet pie. The island told you it was necessary for you to jam your own people. Yes, it did. You've always been a loyalist, Mikhail. Now I'm asking you to trust me. To trust Jacob, who told me to do this. Why would Jacob ask you to lie to your own people? Because this island is under assault by forces stronger than anything it's had to deal with in many, many years. And we are meant to protect it, Mikhail, by any means necessary. The jamming was for everyone's security. We are in a serious situation here. So why not trust me? I made a mistake. I should have told you, and I apologize. Mikhail, are you still there? Yes. I need you to help me. I need you to help me clean up this mess that I've made. I need you to kill Charlie. Make sure that the jamming mechanism continues to function at all costs. And we can't risk Greta and Bonnie telling the others about what we've done, so you'll have to take care of them, too. How do I know you didn't say the same thing to them about me? Because if I had, Mikhail, you'd already be dead. What kind of moron is Mikhail? I mean, hello... It's like if you if he I was being you don't used. Remember. I mean, no. I so just want to jump up and down and scream it. You, he's using you. Well, he's using all of them. No doubt for his own agenda. He is a major master manipulator, an M M M. And er, he gets under my skin. I know he does. I love to watch him get under your skin because <laughs> then it's it's even more fun to go back and watch that scene I'm where he gets beat you. in the face. That should have been video podcasted right there. <laughs> so I was having fun. You were, and then um, the one uh, the one thing I didn't understand is we don't want we don't want to take run the risk of Greta and Bonnie telling the others of what you've done. I mean, it yeah, seems but they to haven't me had that any contact with the uh, with them since the sky turned blue. I know, you know, like a year ago. <laughs> Here is the thing, though. For us. My thing is that Greta and Bonnie seem to be pretty darn good at keeping secrets. Yeah. Why? I, uh, it makes no sense. I don't. Because 
Ben is cleaning up after himself. I mean, simple as that. You need to help me clean up this mess I've made. At yeah. least he admits that he made the mess. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on to the next clip. Just like man. This is uh, basically... The, oh, we talked about funny lines. Juliet and Sawyer trade, yeah. a, trade a funny line here in just a minute. So, when you pull us out of those polar bear cages and put us on a Chang gang... What the hell did you have us breaking all those rocks for anyway? We're building a runway. Runway? For what? The aliens. <laughs> I don't know what for. Do you think they told me everything? Yeah, yeah, whatever you say. So, you screwing Jack yet? No. Are you? That, that was that's, funny. that's great. <laughs> How far away are these guns? There aren't any guns. What? I lied. You lied. It was the only way he'd let us go back. So why are you going back? Karma? Why are you going back, James? Hey! This is Hey, mean. guys, wait up! It's because Sawyer's a creep. What the hell do you want? He's mean. I'm coming with you guys. Uh-uh. No way, not a chance. Come on, I can help. But he is doing this to save friends her. My friend too, man. I know. Charlie would let me go with him, and Jack's too busy leading to even talk to me. I just want to help, please. For God's sakes, Hugo, look at you. You're just going to get in the way. You want to get us killed. Now that I will agree, that was Josh. Mean. That that will and and Charlie said something mean too about the boat. Both of them, I agree, did that for Hurley's safety. Right? No, I I agree, but you know, okay. I agree that they both did it for Hurley's safety. Yes, but Charlie did it because he loves him and he's his friend. Right. Sawyer did it because he's mean and he's no. I don't think so. I, I, word I I'm, probably can't say because this is a G-rated show. There we go. All right. Well, let's move right along. Uh, man, we're actually making good time. We're already on page two of our ten pages of notes. <laughs> yeah, we're moving right along. <laughs> this is awesome. We've only been doing this for almost an hour. No, it's 34 minutes. All right. Oh, that's so, right. We started over. That's right. Sorry, I forgot. You weren't supposed to tell them that. Anyway, now they all know. All right, so Ben gives Jack his first warning about leaving the island. Have a seat. Not so long ago, Jack, I made a decision that took the lives of over 40 people in a single day. I'm telling you this because... History is about to repeat itself. Right here, right now. Let me guess, you've... You've got us surrounded. And if I don't do what you say, you're gonna... You're gonna kill all my people. No, Jack. You are. <laughs> and how am I gonna do that, then? The woman you're traveling with. The one who parachuted onto the island from a helicopter. She's not who she says she is. She's not, huh? No, she's not. Then who is she? She's a representative of some people who have been trying to find this island, Jack. She's one of the bad guys. 
Oh. I almost forgot you're the... You're the good guys. Jack, listen to me. If you phone her boat, every single living person on this island will be killed. So here's what has to happen. Get that device. The phone she carries with her. And give it to me. I will turn around. We'll go back to my people. You will turn around and go back to your people. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, a lot of discussion is is being given about this statement that Ben says because they it, it, it was funny because I've heard it worded in well Ben must be a liar because obviously Kate and Jack made it away. <laughs> He's like, well, I, Ben's a liar. We already know that. That's right. that's cleared up. That that is <laughs> this is confirmed. Ben is a liar, but I don't think he was lying about this. I believe that his warning was true. And I believe that because um, because they did leave the island, every single living person on the island did die. And because Jack, and we're going to talk about this at the end when we get into the last clip, uh, which may actually be in this episode. But anyway, um, because what he's saying is, if you get on that and you leave every single person on this island, and he had always he had said, "Listen, there's a group of people who want to find this island," and so it's like, sure, they'll maybe take you away, but once you're gone, we're all gone, we're dead, right? And we already know that Rose and Bernard was probably going to stay behind. We already know that John Locke was going to stay behind. So there may have been others to decide to stay behind. Right. And because they left, they all died. Okay. So anyway, I don't think that necessarily we can say that uh, that that he wasn't telling the truth about the concern that every single living person on the island would be would be would die. All right. So anyway, one of the things that Ben did do is tell the truth for the first time that we've ever seen it. Tie him up. He's coming with us. What? Alex. This is your mother. Will you help me tie him up? Will you help me tie him up? Hi, Mom. (laughs) Hey, daughter. Will you help me tie your dad up? (laughs) Your stepdaddy, your foster daddy, your uh, stole me from your womb daddy, or stole you from my womb daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway... So uh, yeah. Oh, you're a nut. I am none. I'm glad you. I'm glad you got a little chuckle out of that one. So um, Tom, 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 Tom. Tom. Lot of lot of people were upset that Cliff likes Tom so much. A lot of people. A lot of people. Um, they they think that Tom's a horrible guy. That and and I and I do recall that. Um, our good friend Scott from down in Tennessee said that he doesn't like people who kidnap kids, no matter what the situation. I can totally jive with that. I, mm-hmm. I can understand that. Um, and 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 so yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. But and and then they pointed out something, and that was this whole idea that Tom said, you know, you should have just gone ahead and shot him 
instead of shooting into the sand. Right. I didn't think about that when I was talking about it, but at the same time, and I'm going to play that clip here in just a second, at the same time, everybody that Tom, the, the closest people to Tom, the, to, the people who Tom con- considers to be family has just been killed and blown up by these people. So, can, consider that when you listen okay, to this. They attacked first. It was an order, Tom. We had to follow it. Ben doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. He's lost it. I mean, look at what they did to us. Instead of putting three bullets in the damn sand, we should have killed him for real. All they got left is three guys and four guns. And all we've got, James, are two people and no guns. Oh, I love this. So we'll wait till night. That isn't going to change the fact that we're unarmed. If you want to kill yourself, that's fine. But before you go, come back. just bloodthirsty well i think he is now i think he had a taste and how he just so we we've now seen sawyer kill three people so ah, it's been a busy month and a half or two or three months for him hasn't it has it been two months yeah 60 days yeah we're three months now it's been 90 days 90 days so he's killed three people in 90 days He's he's right up <laughs> Not there. Not liking those odds. <laughs> I think I'd stay away from Sawyer. <laughs> Alrighty, so Tom, good guy, bad guy, I don't know, but I'm I'm with the folks in the uh, chat room. I think they should have kicked on a little road to Shambrilla on there, and as they were uh, plowing over the others. Anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and play one more audio clip here. Okay, and this one is. Let's see here. This one is the one where he gets Jack gets another warning, and this is the whole ending scenario right. of before we get to. This is like the last major island thing. I recorded this sixteen years ago, three days before you were born. I guess we don't need it anymore. All right, do it. I'm getting something. It's gonna work. It's happening. We're gonna get off of this island. We'll celebrate when we're home. Jack! 
I know you think you're saving your people, but you need to stop this. It's a mistake. The mistake was listening to you. This will be your last chance, Jack. I'm telling you, making that call is the beginning of the end. I've got it. I've got a signal. Jack, please, you don't know what you're doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. Back, Jack. What are you doing, John? I don't want to shoot you. Do it, John. Shoot him. Do what you need. Please put the phone down. No. You're done keeping me on this island. I will kill you if I have to. Then do it, John. Jack. Jack. You're not supposed to do this. Mikowski. Who is this? Who is this? My name's Jack Shepard. Are you... Are you on the boat, the freighter? How'd you get this channel? Naomi. Naomi told us about your search team. About the boat. Naomi? You found her? Where is she? Who are you? I'm one of the survivors of Oceanic Flight 815. Can you get a fix on our location? Hell yeah, we can. Sit tight. We'll be right there. Okay, so we think that everything's all good and and they're going to get off the island. But we now that we know that there are three more years, we obviously right. know there's a whole lot more to this story yet then, to be told. Right. And there's a whole lot more to be discussed in this episode. But we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode, number 109 of the Weekly Lost Podcast. And we will continue the rest of the discussion in just a moment. Uh, Actually, for them, maybe a day later. But anyway, uh, thanks for listening. And until episode number 110, (laughs) stay lost. This program is a production of the Generally Speaking Podcast Network. You'll find this and other podcasts on our website at gspn.tv. Thanks for listening. This show is brought to you by TalkShoe. Create your own internet talk show. Check it out at talkshoe.com.